going to, yeah. Okay, okay. Welcome back to the <coughs> Ana McNamara podcast, or welcome if you haven't been here before. And this is Ana McNamara, your host as always. Usually we talk a lot about fitness, and it's either been myself or guests, and I like to get a lot of guests on different ideas and topics and mm. get people on. So today we have Richie, who is oh, one of my best friends and a really talented drummer, musician. Thank you. And we're actually in the same room here in his drum room recording, so there's a bit of a different sound. I hope it sounds okay this time around. A bit of soundproofing going on. Yeah, it should be better, I think. I think so. We have a camera here. We have about, there's about six microphones in here, at least. Two laptops running. There's a massive, is this a PA system? Oh, it's a mixer of some sorts anyway, yeah. Yeah, so the sound should be actually okay. But it's a bit different. But um, I just wanted to get a few different perspectives and not just have this fitness because I want yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah. my passion and other things as well. For sure. So just going over to you then, Richie. How did you how did you get into drumming? Drumming uh, started for me. Start randomly. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, not always. Uh, for me, anyway, it wasn't really. Um, it's in the family and my mum's side mainly. Um, but how I started drumming is thanks to my uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in his house years ago. I was only a kid, eight or nine. And uh, there was a little practice pad and table and I go over to it and then it away for hours and he noticed that I was there for a long time, longer than any nine year old probably would have been, do you know? And uh, he took notice of that and he kind of showed me a few bits and pieces and then again, what he showed me, I was at uh, at that again for another few hours and then he brought down, he brought down a, a drum kit from the attic he had from he, when he was younger. And uh, actually this drum right here is one of them. He actually had that when he was younger that's and cool. that's one of the first parts of the drum kit I played when I was nine which is kind of interesting actually yeah I was very fortunate to get that off him um kind of a bit of history behind that it, you know has a bit yeah, of a you feel like you might always keep that oh how, yeah absolutely man that that thing means a lot to me um, yeah there's bits and pieces here there's like the, that drum over there is as, as well and the drum inside it's all like belongs to it you know so that that's quite cool but yeah that's how it all started for me Thanks, my uncle. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so I was talking about it earlier too, but I, I got into to photography, which I do on the side as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I got into that as a result of my aunt being really into photography. Yeah. And I just, like you said, you kind of, music was in your family. I sort of feel like I have the eye for photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because they're both music and art. And, oh, for sure, you know, man. It's, it's all art. They're all creative and, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every, totally. I think everybody is creative in some way. Yeah. So my way is, I like drawing, I like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's never exceptionally good at drawing, but I feel like with photography, I just have it and I just, like you said, you just took kind you of, you took to water nearly. Yeah, 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 for sure. And yeah. it just happens and yeah. it just, it feels, it feels right, I guess, and that's how you kind of yeah. stuck with drumming and then developed it and got It's to like it. an instant gratification. <clears throat> the first thing you might do right or something, yeah. it's just like, yeah, I know this exactly. is what I want to do. You know? And uh, that then has kind of led you to where you are now and what you're doing at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, you were touring recently up until lockdown. Yeah, before lockdown I was in Helsinki. Um, that was great crack. Um, lovely city actually. Yeah. The people are really nice over there, I must really say. Uh, if, you, if you get the chance to do, man, it's, yeah. a, it's a very nice little spot. Um, lovely city, people are pure sound. Um, they love their music over there. They're real metal heads actually, a lot of them. The Finns are, they love their metal. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mad. But remember years ago on the Eurovision, Remember the Lordy? Yeah, they yeah, were finished. Yeah, yeah. They were savage, but uh, yeah, no, all in all, no complaints about that place. Uh, but I was there just before lockdown in what was it March? 
I think it was March because I, I remember messaging you and telling you you yeah. need to get home. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that was before all went to yeah, shit. Like, yeah, yeah. The yeah. toilet paper was being bought. Like, you remember oh, that yeah, time? Yeah, it was yeah. literally yeah, the time we were watching was the news. Sold out like no tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. We're we're in the band apartment and we're reading, uh, you know, uh, the news and stuff. And there was I think it was Tesco in Dublin. And and, yeah, and that was the first one that went, and then oh, sure, look, it went to show after that. But um, yeah, just got home, uh, skin of our teeth kind of thing. We went to, we flew from Helsinki to Stockholm. Both airports were literally completely deserted. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know in the airport they have the um, signs where they say, yeah. uh, you know, each flight's uh, departing from whatever. Everything was cancelled yeah. except our two flights, which were very lucky. Yeah, you know, we could have been stranded in airports for God knows how long. Um. But yeah, that just happened before lockdown. So that's that's what I was. And that I was, was uh, that was you're in two different bands. You're in a wedding band, the yeah. Good Hustle. That's the one, yeah. And then that was your other band, the Happy Ink. Happy Ink. That's the one, yeah. That's the um, one I was with uh, in in Helsinki. Yeah, so Happy Ink. It was it was kind of like your your tour and debut debut, I guess, with that band. Cause with it's that band, still yeah. Relatively new, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And written our first album over lockdown, actually. Yeah. That's good. In another place, it's called. Nice. Shameless plug there. For yeah. You. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take it, man. If anybody wants, as the name suggests, Happy Ink, it's very happy music. Yeah, it's all funky stuff, happy happy vibes, you know. Yeah. It's, a, it's a nice little project to have and I hope uh, uh, what we're playing kind of transmits over to, to people as a happy thing and yeah. they can understand. Do you only listen to music? Obviously, yeah, it brings in emotions and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, Upli- uplifts us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I hope this, what we played, up, up, uplifts uh, someone. Yeah, and I think okay. it definitely does because I've, I've seen you play live not with that band now but with um, the Good Hustle, the wedding band. Yeah. And I've seen you play and I, I'm not even, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself like a dancer or anything and I was like... But it kind of moves you. It, it, yeah, it yeah, makes you want cool. to dance. Like it makes you want to get up and yeah, move thanks, around man. and just enjoy it. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know? So I think I think that's really cool that you have the effect and if you make more music you, oh, mind, you can... I, I can buzz you know, off that. I buzz off that. When someone actually... I don't know. I remember going to uh, Busker Browns on on a Thursday. I was playing with Carol, and I just I sat up my kid. I mic'd up the bass or whatever, and oh, got the overhead rocking. Sat down, did a quick sound check, right? And there was a few people at the bar. This is kind of early in the night, so it was not empty, but it wasn't what it usually would have been. Um, but anyway, I start playing, and I noticed they start grooving a little bit. They start, they start moving, you know, the booty start to shake, just that kind of way, yeah? yeah. And it's just like this instant kind of like gratification you get out of it and it's like oh cool well I'm like oh I've brought kind of happiness to them yeah a little bit a little bit yeah yeah exactly and then sure the place fills up and then you're rocking and it's just good crack yeah and that's what you like about it the most yeah yeah yeah, absolutely grooving and locking in and and having a good time Um, so let's just let's talk about mentors have there been any mentors because I know it's hard to when you're looking at yourself to see like how far you've come and all that, but I, I've seen you when you used to play in primary school and yeah. as a kid drumming and yeah. getting your gigs and doing weddings all over Ireland now and yeah. would be probably travelling the world and I think you you're planning to travel to America next year and everything with the band. Yeah. And uh I definitely think that there there are some mentors that might have played a big role there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Do you think um, that mentors are an important thing? Hundred percent man. Uh, I mean in, in any aspect of life I think a mentor is a, a big thing. Mm-hmm. you know it can really uh, drive you and, and give you the right motivation to continue and, and get better and improve what you do you know um, you know you can have a guy when you're a kid and uh, he just kind of puts you down and it ruins 
what you might want to do. Yeah. Whereas um, I have a lot of positivity in music. Yeah. With yeah. the people I'm surrounded with. Do you know what I mean? They're always yeah. kind of calling up and saying, you know, they liked what you've done recently or they want you to be on their projects because they like what you contribute to the music. And yeah. do you know what I mean? All these little things just mean a lot. And it's just like, why would you stop? You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Just, there's think, no reason. I to... think that that relates a lot to exercise in the gym and that yeah. um, something I was thinking about the last day is that <clears throat> I think I was only saying it yesterday actually. But is that everyone in the gym, whether I realize it is there for themselves, they're there for self betterment, self improvement, yeah, for in sure, some yeah. way, shape, or form. Yeah, they're there to feel better, to move better, to do better, mm-hmm. just to be better people. They're, and to feel better as well. Yeah. Just generally speaking, happiness. I remember one day I was going to the gym at you. I was like, man, I'm knackered. I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. And then after the hour session we had, I was as alive as yeah, yeah. Do you know that's that's that felt great. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's just that. I guess the gym can be a supportive environment for you if you have the right kind of support you yeah. know, systems in place. So you've people that that want you to do better for yourself, and that you have, you know, maybe even a good coach mm-hmm. might help. I'm not trying to say you need a coach. I'm just saying that you might need someone there. And even with the drumming, you've always had someone that's kind of helped push you forward and yeah. complimented you on things. And talking about that, then I want to just get into kind of fitness when we were younger because I know that the two of us both tried like a few different sports for you with soccer anyway mainly yeah, but mainly, yeah. we've we've both run into like the problems of having like a bad coach in an unsupportive environment which put us off a little bit man yeah a little bit yeah absolutely that's fair that's definitely a fair uh, point to say um, for me it was in soccer like you said there was a friend uh, who I, we went to school together we went to school together with him and we were always playing as you know at the big break football mm-hmm. or soccer or whatever yeah. and um, he came to me one one break and he said you know what I'm playing with this team now we should come to a practice session one day I think you'll get on well off I go anyway loved it Yeah. Uh, probably a bit more because I knew him and he was there and he kind of helped me along and it, it was a little bit easier to settle in you know yeah, for sure. um, and it, you know it started off really well I was in you know I started the first team I remember I still remember my first game and I got a hat-trick like yeah, I was yeah, buzzing yeah. do you know what I mean but like as we're all human and I, we were like 10 you know what I mean you're not going to have every game no no which is going to be great like you know and I remember the coach well I won't say what he was saying because I don't exactly know word for word but yeah. I do know it was it was quite negative and towards a, a 10 year old at the time it's not the most uh it's not what you want to hear. It's not what you want to hear. It's man. not what you need to hear. It's nah, no, no. Nah. Yeah. Like when you're ten, you're you're there because you want to win, but you're like you're there because your friends are there as well. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's and and I think one main reason kids are in any sport is for fun. Yeah, it's one to start off thing. with anyway. Like and because they know there are friends there, the community is there. Maybe their outlet is the coach or something or whatever it might be. Yeah, Some, sometimes and, they're uh, there and they don't want to be there. That's so that can happen as well. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I think in my case, the coach kind of put me off going. To be honest, and yeah. I, in hindsight, I wish I, I wish uh, he didn't because I really love I love playing, and I could have been still playing. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know me for playing football yeah. because I never did up and after that point. Like, do you know what I mean even yeah, in yeah. secondary school, um, soccer training uh, with the lads at whatever it was. Remember, who was it, Mister Fire? I think we doing football at the time, and I didn't. I never signed up because I that moment stuck at me, and I'm yeah, like, you know yeah. what? Yeah, it put you off. Yeah, it put me off, and I really wish it didn't, man, because I still love it. And um, but look, it's like you said, mentors are massive, and there you go. 
uh, a massive contrast between the soccer mentor I had, which kind of ruined it for me, yeah. and the music one. And here I still am playing and recording. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So is just the reason I kind of wanted to touch on that is because I, I've had a similar experience with it, but also to just <clears> say that like that we can also use these things as a way to push us forward or to hold us back. Yeah. So I know when you're a kid, it's hard to do that, but even now you can use that and be like, you know what, I'm going to prove this person wrong. I'm going to mm-hmm. get good at my drums, which you did in some way, or I'm going to go to the gym and get really, really fit or really strong. And that's something that's helped me in the, in the past because I've had a lot of bad coaches and just not really supportive at all. And that's their job. They're there to support you. Yeah. yeah. Coach's job well, is, anyway. is to find the potential in you and help bring it out in you. Mm. That is a coach's job. Yeah. They're not there for any, like they shouldn't be there for any other reason, but often they are. Well, no, that's the, that's the actual term. Yeah. Uh, that's what it means. Coach, right? He coaches you. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's why like he's in called some coach. Way he's helping you see better in yourself and do better. Or yeah. he, she, um, so, it's just, it's really interesting that you've had like, you know, the positive mentors with the drumming and that's helped you go throughout the last how many years are you drumming? 12, 13 years. Yeah. yeah. And, and I've had a similar thing with the gym. Um, I did, you know, with exercise, I definitely didn't have a supportive environment with the gym. I always did. There was always people coming up to me saying, you know, I've noticed your progress and yeah. them kind of things helped me push forward. Yeah. But I also used the other, you know, the negative situations as a way to to motivate myself to think sure, and yeah. show them better and I constantly pushed on that but that that's kind of props to you for, for being able to do that yeah a lot of people wouldn't be able to do that yeah definitely um, and especially not not so young no. I think it's something you have to try to learn but the thing is that you know we're only I'm 23 I'm 22, 22 now yeah um, the thing is that you know it's easy for us to say like to not let them hold you back and things but yeah. there could be someone that's twice their age three times their age and somewhere subconsciously there's something still holding them back from trying to exercise because they were told they were bad at kicking oh, the ball. Oh, yeah, I can believe it too, man. I can believe it. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? It's, that's not far-fetched at all. No. Um, even in music, a lot of people say that there's an age to music, which is the biggest yeah, one or, or the One thing I hear a lot as well is going off that, <clears> that, uh, <throat> oh, I, I wish I started music earlier. Yeah, I yeah. wish I started, you know, uh, boxing or football as a kid, yeah, and they let that then put them off. There, there's still there's adult football, oh, there's adult is. boxing. Yeah, there's, there's there's a sport and there's a there's a, a sport in some form for everyone and yeah. there's an instrument for everyone. I think as well. It's like in a way I can understand why they say it because when you're a kid you can pick up things a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. Because Do you, you, know what you mean? learn a lot faster. You learn a lot faster, and, and it helps obviously. And it does earlier. help, man. And it's like. I, I I can understand from that point of view, but if you really want something, sometimes you just you just gotta do it. Like, do yeah. you know what I mean? It's like it's not really an excuse, unless you really just are flat out busy. Yeah. And exactly. can move a muscle for anything else other than yeah. what you're already doing. Exactly. And if if that's the point for you, then that's the point. Like, but I don't know. It, people use it for a flat out excuse. Yeah, I think the important kind of take home from that one is just to to make sure that you prioritize yourself, and by that I mean. <clears throat> you find a way to make whatever you want ha- to happen. Yeah. So you find a way to make that actually happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there is a will, there is a way. There's no truer saying than that, I don't think. And uh, and what was the other one you said there the last day? Fear is your. Um, what is it? Oh, you said so well there in one of the podcasts. Well, I know I, I often say, I'm not sure exactly what you're saying, but I, I know I say that fear kills growth. Yeah, that's, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. And you could also be afraid because you are older and you don't want to be kind of looked upon as uh, 
fear and uh, uh, yes yeah, exactly when yeah. you're older you don't want to be looked upon as a yeah. as a newbie guy like we can let fear hold us back or we can we can let us drive us yeah and just relating to that then i want to kind of talk about how you got you I just want to talk about how you got into the gym then as well because you were a client of mine for a while and you mm-hmm. still you still make fitness part of your your everyday or every week plan. You've structured it in and it's something that's stuck with you, but it, it wasn't always that way. You didn't just no no. You didn't um, have a flair for it straight away. You didn't like it all, man. particularly at the start. Didn't like it at all. Yeah. I, uh, to be to be honest, I kind of hated it more than anything, yeah. and that might sound a bit harsh, like. But that's I mean I'm not gonna yeah. And the thing is, like, some people. Some people like me, I love I love everything about the gym. I love yeah. what it does for me, I love how I feel, I love I just love the gym. Yeah. But there are people that genuinely hate exercise and that's okay too. You can hate exercise but you can still make it part of your plan. Yeah. You oh yeah, it does, but like it doesn't have to be a gym. You can no. like we we're saying it could be soccer, it could be tennis, it could be uh whatever you kind of sport you like. Yeah. Do you know what exactly. I mean? It can be that. Like it doesn't have to be going into a gym and lifting forty kilos above your head. No, <laughs> Do you no, know no, or whatever it, it might be. It doesn't have to be. No, no, no. Um, but sorry, so the question is, were, yeah. So how just, do I get into just it? about you getting into the gym. But what were you? What were the the most difficult obstacles for you? I guess with starting the gym, um, uncertainty. Okay. Um, being too self aware, and I suppose to a certain extent, I still am a little bit. But yeah, not as much. Not as much. No, um, that's definitely fair to say. Um, uh, I suppose there are the two biggest things. Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, what helps you kind of get over them things? Then do you think? Probably when we train together. Yeah. I so think. is that sport? Yeah, a little bit. Knowledge, because yeah. like when you're there with someone, again, it's like the football thing when you're a kid. You know, I went because he was there. So I, when we went to the gym together, I kind of went because you were there. And then I knew that you knew what you were doing. So you translate that over to me. And you're like, okay, we'll do this now. And how you do it is this way. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is actually okay. Yeah. You know, because yeah, if I went in there on my own, I'd be like, what? Headless chicken yeah. running around the place. So it just... You know? It just kind of helped break down the barrier for you and, yeah. and get rid of the unknown and the, the uncertainty and just be like, look, do this because of this and yeah. this is why you do this. And it was, it's knowledge really, I think knowledge is really empowerment and knowledge is power. Um, the main reason people I think put off exercise, if you listen and can relate to this, is because you you don't know what you should be doing and you don't mm. know how to do it and there's a lot of fear around that. Yeah. But if you do find someone, it doesn't have to be a coach. It can be someone that's gone for a few years. You know, when you first went with me, it wasn't as a client. It was as a friend. Yeah, yeah, that's right. showing you the ropes. That's right. And you said, you know what, I want to get really big into this. And he did. And Joe, it sickens me, though, man. It's the lockdown that ruined it for me. Yeah. Oh, I was going as solid, like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Months on it. I think it was two, three months solid um, every second day. Yeah, about three days a week at least. If if not four to five, yeah. sometimes if we're rocking, like do you know what I mean. And my God, that <coughs> just ruined it for me. Um, but again, I can't really use that as an excuse, can I? I gotta go again. So no, <coughs> I think though that the lockdown did. It took the pep out of your step, as you'd say. Yeah, it took that's a nice way to say it. It took the pep out of your step. It even took bit. the pep out of my step because yeah. I was training for a bodybuilding show. And I was very, very motivated in January. Yeah. And, you know, motivation comes and goes for different things. It's not always going to be there. No. You can't always Unfortunately not. No, that's just human nature. You yeah. know, you throw a, a global pandemic your way, shit's going to hit the fan. Things are going oh, to go will eventually. And I know some people went either one way or another. Some people went crazy training and trained more than they ever did. And some people stopped training. Even people like me, I was very motivated. And I got sick of training at <laughs> home after a while. Because I was used to the gym for seven years, and yeah. to take that away from me for months, 
was uh, it was it was an obstacle. It was a challenge to overcome. But I've learned to overcome and and uh, found ways around that. And I think you have as well. And you're finding at the minute that the home workouts are working well for you. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. For uh, something you enjoy to get back into it again. Yeah, it's you just feel good after it, like. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You might wake up and you're like, oh, I'm not really arsed to do this or I'm too once, tired. Or, once you get once it, you're rocking it, like an hour after it, you're like, do you know what? I have actually motivation to do something else now. Or exactly, yeah. A recording thing I was going to do, I'm I'm actually going to do that and probably better, uh, it'll be a better performance. Or, do you know what I mean? It kind of all exactly. just plays into other parts and of your life. I know you've said before as well that <clears> like, you know, some days you get up and you feel tired. But if you yeah. have a bit of a, if you went to the gym say in the morning or if you did a workout. Yeah then the rest of the, your day feels way more productive and you can uh, it does, man. Stuff. Yeah, it does, yeah, absolutely. It really does. It plays into multiple aspects of, of, of your life, no matter what it is that you might be doing. It doesn't have to be music. It can be your office work. It can be um, your, uh, I don't know. It can even be, um, for example, like your energy with your kids, your nieces or nephews. Or even or that as well. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Like if, a lot of people I think as well put off the gym because they have no energy and I think you can relate to that as well. Yeah. As, as having oh, you know I can, man. Doesn't have any energy and, you know, um, what we worked in there was kind of letting, like, working on you letting that, letting that kind of go. Yeah. And just, just realizing that you can do what you can do, and that's mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. So by you doing that, then you actually gained more energy. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you go into the gym tired, you come out feeling like you're on top of the world. Nearly. Which, if you mean, it sound, it doesn't it sound like, right. It, it doesn't sound, sound like a mix. Yeah, 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 yeah dream, exactly. It's literally right. something. You said that, that to someone started off. You'd be like, do you know what you're saying that to? You're just saying yeah. that to, so I can go and get me in there. But it's the, the but exact it's same true stands with, true with going for a walk outside. You just don't have to be going to the gym. But if, yeah. if you feel really tired and unable to do things and, you know, whatever it is, if, if you go for a walk and you come back, I guarantee your day is going to feel a bit better. Your head's going to feel a bit better. Your your, your mind feels clear. Yeah, yeah. You're able to... to Plus your appetite goes up. Your appetite goes up I think up it goes well up. And you, then yeah. the more you have, uh, you're, you're more fueled and you just feel better about yourself, you know? Yeah. If, you're, if, you're, if the body is moving more because... Mental. Just to put it into perspective, your main aim was to, was and has been to kind of put on weight and not lose weight. Yeah, and there's a lot of people in. He's looking at me now. If I lose weight, I'll be fading away. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you found as well that you know by moving more, that meant that you you craved more and you your yeah your appetite came back a bit. And yeah, that, yeah, that helps yeah. you then put on size and you have put on size and weight since. Um, so I think there's a lot people can take from that and learn from struggles that you've kind of gone through oh man 100% yeah would there be anything any bit of advice you'd have around that for people in in a similar position so people that are trying to put on weight but Mm -hmm. they're very tired and Mm -hmm. lethargic and they they don't feel like they have either the energy or the time to do it Mm -hmm. what would your be advice around first of all get someone who knows what they're doing okay and I don't mean that in a way that you have to shell out money for for coaches and this and if you want it that's absolutely you you know that's your choice you do that if you want to um, I'm speaking from my experience of, of asking you, obviously. Yeah. And then secondly of all is uh, when you actually don't feel like going, those are the days that you f- you actually have to put more effort into actually going. Yeah. Because when you're overcome those days, the days that you feel kind of a little less tired but whatever are the ones you actually, they turn into the days you just want to go anyway. Yeah. yeah. And then the more you go, the days that you don't go feel like a waste of a day. Exactly. If, if that makes sense. You know? Yeah, so I think what you're trying to say is like that the days that you don't want to go are probably the days that you actually need to go. Yeah. And yeah. they're the days that will benefit mm. you the, the most. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's something um, that just comes with practice and time. And Yeah, yeah, because I've had many days where I had just 
put him off because I was tired. And I'm like, ah, do you know what? Look at, I'm not going to get out of this because I am tired. I'm going to go in there lifting nothing. And, but like the days I felt like that, but said, do you know what? Remember the day we were going to go in the morning, half seven. Yeah. yeah. That night I was like, do you know what, man? Well, we did seven, geez. We did. Oh, we did. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah. And I said, you know, it was yourself and Eric. And I said, you know, man, half seven. Do you know what? That's a joke. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you're the type of night. guy who gets up late in the day, you're taking yeah, yeah. night out. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, that's, that's two, me. Two and I think musician, the musician side of things, doing yeah, late weddings, it, yeah. it kind of, it kind of molded it into it. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But uh, I remember that night again, I texted you and I was like, you're still going to half seven. And you're like, yeah. I said, you know, mark me down. I'll go. Yeah. And I knew well, I didn't want to do it. Like, But if I did it, up at half seven, you're out by what half eight, quarter nine, or something, or whatever. We were, I think, we were at home by nine. So like, right, we were there so, at half seven. We were home at nine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, You'd you were. Oh, I'd be flat out, man. Absolutely flat out at nine. Um, but I, I felt more energized. I had a drop of calorie in me. Yeah, I was flying. Exactly. And I think we did stuff that day together. Uh, yeah, yeah. No matter what, I think it was uh, I was helping you with some home project or something. But like, it just goes to show you, if you just push yourself and do it, like yeah, because that is. That was probably the last thing you ever wanted to do was get up at half seven and go to the gym. Oh, yeah. I think I I got up at like quarter to seven, I think. If I asked you two years ago, Richie, would you start getting up at the gym at five in the morning? We don't always go at seven, but it's often early enough when we train. Yeah, yeah. Nine-ish, maybe. You would have laughed. You'd be like, no, that's not me. Yeah. No, no. Good luck, I'd say. And to anyone listening as well, I'm not saying you have to train that early, but going to the gym and exercising and and self-betterment is all about Pushing yourself a little bit. A little bit, man. Because yeah. that's what causes and creates growth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Stepping a little bit outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Comfort zone. yeah. Same with anything. You know, when you when you did, did your first wedding gig or you did your first gig in Finland, was it? Yeah. When you did your first gig in Finland, you know, I'm sure that was very kind of a scary thing. You're like, oh, I don't know how a different crowd's going to... Sure, yeah. It's doing that and you're like, okay, I did that, I overcame that. I'm yeah. a better person. I'm stronger. I'm more confident now about it. Now I know that I can play somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. The same applies to the gym. You get in there on a on a day that you don't want to go, or you even join up. Even if you rang a gym right now and you said, "I want a membership," mm. by doing that, you were you're challenging something that you're afraid of. Yeah. And when you challenge your fears, that's where you grow as a character and mm-hmm. as a person. And even Joe, sometimes people don't like making phone calls. Yeah. Definitely. So, oh, do you know what? And some there's days I don't need it to be honest with you. Um, and that that alone, if you actually don't like, if you're a kind of a guy or whatever, just person generally who don't like answering phone calls, making the phone call is already half the battle. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I, I yeah. think anyway. Yeah, for me it. personally, I was actually talking about this on another podcast, and we were saying that you know what, it's not about you having to go to the gym five days a week if you're in a position where you're putting it off. It's not about going to the gym and training five five days a week right now. What you what I want you to focus on is <coughs> to make that call mm-hmm. or to go that first day. Even if you even if you walked in the door, yeah, you looked around and I say this on another podcast. If you if you listen to it, you look around and you go, okay, yeah, now I know what it looks like. And you leave. You walk down the stairs and you drive home. Mm-hmm. You've made uh, your first step towards achieving your goals, whether or not you realize it. Mm-hmm. That should not be seen as a failure. That is a big win in my books. Because you're doing something different from what you were doing before that is going to inevitably, inevitably lead you to self-betterment. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. And growth. I like that. I like yeah. that. It's little steps. You right. know, but it's not to, you don't want to do that every day, but maybe yeah. the next day you come in, you go, okay, I'm going to spend 10 minutes on the treadmill. Yeah. Come in the next day, 
you do 20 minutes next day 30 minutes yeah. next day you come in you're going to go okay I'm going to ask the, the guy in the gym the guys that are working there that's who I would ask for any advice you know I've never done weights before what should I do here yeah. and they should be in a position where they can they can show you around show you how to use the, the equipment you can use two of them three of them four yeah. of them yeah. just do it once and leave and then the next day come in and do do them a bit more get, without asking because yeah. you already know yeah, and, and all this yeah, all uh, sprung from you going in there in the first place. Exactly. But if you don't make that first small step... That most likely never, won't happen. It's never going to amount to that big step. Yeah, yeah. And you're never going to get to where you want to be with it. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, let's kind of talk a small bit about passion before we wrap this up. Mm-hmm. You're obviously very passionate about drumming. Yeah. And that passion then has kind of carried over through to to the gym and and growing i think the so the drive things. i suppose it would yeah. be the motivation kind of sticking to it knowing that it's not going to just work out for you today yeah and i how, think how so do you think that the how do you think that passion can be carried <clears throat> over from anything because you're obviously very passionate about the drums you play like nearly every day without yeah. anyone ever telling you to or being asked to you just do it because yeah. you're passionate about it yeah how do you think you can carry that over to other areas i think it's quite self-explanatory in my opinion, it's it's like if you have the drive, like you say, without anyone asking you to do it, you know, um, it'll kind of automatically translate over into something. Like for me, I said I wanted to go to the gym. Yeah. It wasn't said to me. Yeah. I kind of wanted to do it for myself. Exactly. So I think if if you have that mindset already, um, even if you, you wanted to play another instrument, let's just let's just stick to music for a minute, right? Yeah. Um, I wanted to play bass. You know, no one told me to play bass. No one said I should play bass. I was it's on my own. Then, you know, you can't just do it. Yeah. Because you know that you have to drive anyway to do it. And I, yeah, it just kind yeah. of makes sense in that way to me. Do you know what I mean? I think that uh, the the important thing I take from that is that that anyone on their journey, wherever they're on their journey, mm. that they need to be in a position for change in order to change. So it's it's one reason why <clears throat> my voice is gone. It's <clears throat> it's one reason why I I used to sell vouchers and all that, but I don't sell them anymore because you know if someone buys a voucher, okay, let's just say a husband and wife, you know the the husband buys it for the wife, and they're like, you know, I want this person to go train for online coaching for the next twelve weeks. Yeah, they can buy it for for them, and and they can approach me, and they can they can use that voucher, and they can start up with me, yeah. and they can they can put in the work. But the the likelihood is that they're actually not going to really be that bothered about it. Mm. And it's not because it was bought for them. It's because they weren't in the, in a position for change. They just weren't ready for that. Yeah. Well, that probably is because it was bought for them as well. That, yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? If they bought themselves, oh, if it's they, because yeah, that's it. they If they had... went out of the way, they messaged me, they they bought it themselves. Yeah. They Or they started, they even started a, the gym. Or they they approached a music instructor about starting a new instrument, or they yeah. bought a new instrument. Yeah. They were in a, a, a position for change there, and yeah. that's where that's where good things happen. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like if I was given a bass, yeah, I'd be like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But because it, it just sprung into my mind by myself, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just do it. Yeah, and I think it's to act you on know? them things and not not to like wait for it to happen. But if if you feel like you know you have an idea, I want to do this. Once that idea pops in your head, you need to kind of spring on that. You need to take action. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're going to kind of forget about it. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be re- regretful for not having that done. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And 
so we're just going to wrap this up because it's it's hitting the, the 30 mark 30 minute mark the last question i have here is and it's kind of a clo- closing question i have on my podcast is what is happiness to you oh happiness to me i think just living a life that you can you can get by on you can pay your bills happily mm-hmm. you do what you love you have people around you that you love and appreciate and you you have respect for them and obviously equally they have respect for you and you know it, the simple things in life man it's all about the simple things for me anything that comes after that is a bonus i i just think it's you know passions and friends and family and you live a comfortable life without all the shite without all without all the worries and there's yeah. always yeah. going to be worries but not to to, tr- to try to reduce them as much as possible so that's yeah yeah no, it's it's you know life will happen yeah and you know that's that's a given yeah and tying in with that is the passion if you do something you're passionate about mm. and if you're passionate enough about it and you stick with it eventually you will make enough money not to where, where you're in a position where you don't have to worry too much about bills and, yeah. and things get paid because you're so passionate about that that you put in the work without yeah. being asked to yeah exactly um, yeah, I really like that answer, and it, it is it is about the it is about the little things for sure. It's not all money related, but obviously, you know, if you have constant bills over your head, you're going to be oh, that that'll play in your mind absolutely. There's no there's no doubt about yeah, that. But I, I, mean, I feel the exact same. Happiness to me is being in a place where I can afford what I want and yeah, put away your bill every month and, or whatever yeah. you or whatever it is money wise. Um, pay your bills in time and fucking uh, have a bit of crack in the side, you know, and and, and enjoy it. Just yeah. enjoy it. You know, that's it. And it's it's like you said, the little things. It's the cups of teas. It's the, oh, a decent the cup of tea friends. makes me delighted. It's the honestly, God, I'll say it here now before we go. We were in Helsinki, right? Uh, bit of a drinking session the night before. Yeah. And as anyone might know, you wake up the next morning, you be off, you know. Yeah. The groggy and whatever, not really arsed or anything. Your man comes to me and says, "Look, young fella," he says, "We're gonna go down to the coffee shop and get a cup of tea." That's the last thing I want to do. I just want to yeah. lie in bed yeah, for a while because yeah. I'm playing another gig that night. Like, you know, yeah. just leave me alone, man. Like. No, no, come on, we're gonna go. Takes me down to the coffee shop, cup of tea, and I swear to God, it was the best thing that happened to me all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, and it was just it, something small. It was something small, but I think it's the, it was the caffeine, and it was like, it, it was the thing that got me boosted. It was the warmth of it. It was him, yeah. the fact that he cared. It was like you know, yeah. he he took me out for it specifically. You see me that I was kind of like just feeling a bit shy, and yeah. and then after that we had a bit of a chat and a bit of a laugh. We were talking about the gig and. Talking about the, that's gonna follow tonight, and it was the simple things, man. You know, yeah. small things like that. Small things like that. That was me done for the day. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think that's a perfect way to wrap it up with that nice story. Hey. And uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate, appreciate you giving me your time. Thanks for having me, man. Honestly, God, my time is is always yours when you need it. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll record more in the future because there's a lot of different yeah, topics yeah. we could cover for here. Sure, sure. Want to keep it kind of short and sweet, if that was at all possible. I think so. Was it thirty something? Yeah, 34, 35 minutes. Hit the, hit, the, here. hit the stop button here. Hey. Again, thank you to everybody who's listening to this. I really appreciate that you've taken your time as well out of your day. Yeah. Um, whether you're sitting in a car, you're walking to the beach, you're walking the dog, whatever you're doing, sitting in a room, whatever you're doing, that you're actually taking your time to listen to this. And I really appreciate it. If you have any feedback. Hope it resonates with someone as well. Yeah, you hopefully know? it does. That, that'd, be, that'd be good crack. Let us know. That's the reason. It's, to, you know? it's not just to sit here talking shit. It's to... It's to kind of talk a bit of crap, but also talk about things we're passionate about and bring mm. some sort of positivity. Sometimes it's the most obvious things that are said out loud to, to actually, others that resonate. With exactly. People. Yeah, you might be thinking in your head all day, and then the next guy says it out loud. You'd be like, "Oh yeah, you no, he's right." Yeah. 
you know it's and a simple it's, thing it's right? just uh, if there is something that resonated or you know there's something that made you laugh or yeah. whatever it is or you even have constructive criticism please just message me or message Richie I'll I'll so I'll get him to tell us where he can find we can find him in a minute but if you just message me or even give the podcast a review so that I know because we can keep making more then mm. I can have people like Richie on again and if if you liked having someone different that wasn't a fitness kind of professional or in that area then uh, let me know as well because I can get a lot of different people on I have a, I have a good few guests lined up and I'm really excited about where this podcast is going even though like I said it was something that I never Off the cuff something happens. that I really tried to do for for years and now I'm doing it regularly so yeah, it's yeah, pretty cool for pleasure and yeah I'll end it on that note if you liked it let me know if you didn't let me know as well thank you good luck. have a good day <laughs>